All right. So today I wanted to talk about another really fun topic, um, doubt, and sort of <laughs> the doubt that we have, or don't have, I guess. So how many of you have ever doubted your faith? Probably most, if not all of us, right? We've had moments where we've questioned perhaps everything about what we think we know about God or religion or our faith or the Bible. And a lot of times those moments can be really difficult for us to deal with or understand or think about. And um, I actually, I do work at Seattle Children's uh, Hospital as a chaplain. Um, So that's part of what my ministry involves is working there and and sort of talking with families and, and and helping them as they go through sort of these difficult processes of having their child in the hospital. And I got called to a room um, this week, and I was talking to this mom, and um, she was just sort of going on for a while about the way that she was feeling, and and there was just, you could tell there was a lot of stress, and, and she was sort of like talking about all of these difficulties around having a child in the hospital. And yet she kept coming back to this refrain of, but I still have my faith. I still believe in God. I still, like, I still have this. I still have this. And then she would go and talk for like five minutes about just how stressed she was and how unfair this felt. And why is it her child? And then she'd be like, but I, I haven't lost my faith in God. And after, you know, sort of having this conversation for about 30 minutes, I, I kind of stopped her um, and, and, and gently interrupted. And I said... I said, what I'm actually hearing right now is that as a result of your child being in the hospital, you are starting to doubt God and your faith, and you actually feel really guilty about it. And she just started crying, and she was like, that is exactly what I'm feeling in this moment. And so there may have been all this other stuff happening, right? But at the core of what she was feeling was this deep sense of shame and guilt because she was starting to question God. How could God let this happen to her child? Um, But she was terrified to admit it because if if she admitted doubt in God, then wouldn't God further punish her? by making her child not get more well. And this was really the core of what she was feeling in this moment at the hospital was this idea and this sense that if her faith even cracked a little bit, then her child might die. And this is a really sort of on the extreme end of feeling sort of this guilt around doubt, but this is, I think, a common feeling that we've all had in, in um, this idea that um, doubt is a bad thing to have when it comes to faith. And, and I think that, you know, in having conversations with many of you and sort of knowing my own experience, I get the sense that many of us have been in churches or might have been raised in churches where doubt was a bad word, that the feeling of doubt was a bad feeling that we were not supposed to have because we weren't ever allowed to doubt God. Um, and um, doubt, you know, this idea that doubting God or doubting your faith was one of the worst things that you could do because if you um, doubted God, it meant that you might be questioning God and who are we as humans to question the almighty 
infinitely powerful God. Or it might have meant that you didn't believe anymore and, and, you know, belief was the only thing that could save us. And so if we sort of had this doubt or this um, questioning of our faith and all of these sort of negative um, connotations went along with that about who we were as people of faith and as Christians. Um, and this is an all too common experience. It, as I have conversations with people around faith and um, a lot of people who have sort of been hurt by their churches or by religion or by faith, the common refrain that I often hear is that um, they had doubts. And as a result, they felt terrible about the fact that they had doubts. And it becomes a really potentially harmful experience. Um, not because they're doubting, but because they were led to feel guilty as a result of the doubt that they had. Um, Because when we feel guilty about something, a lot of times we are really likely to put distance between ourselves and the cause of the guilt. And in these sort of um, occasions, the the, the cause of the guilt is our faith or our church, or Christianity, and so rather than just sitting with that guilt and feeling horrible, we sort of start to like distance ourselves from our faith, and from our church, and from Christianity, because, you know, if I'm doubting my faith, and it makes me feel guilty, well then the easiest way for me to not feel guilty anymore is just to not have faith anymore, Um, and and again, this is uh, something that I've seen over and over, including in my own life. I grew up in a church where Uh, doubt was not encouraged. I remember um, being in sort of my high school youth group and asking all these questions and um, having all the, you know, having my youth leaders kind of be like, okay, you need to stop asking questions like that because you're, you're questioning God, you know, because I had all these questions of like, okay, so if Jesus died to like save us of our sins, like what happened to all the people who died before Jesus was around? Or uh, if, if you have to believe in Jesus in order to be saved, well, what happens to, like, all the people, like, before there was the Internet who might not have ever, like, learned about Jesus? Like, what happened to them? Do they, like, God just sends them to hell because, like, they were unlucky enough to not have a missionary come in and tell them all about Jesus? Or, like, what if the missionary died on the way? Or what? All these different things. And, like, I, you, you just see, like, my youth group leaders, like, this guy is a problem. Um, and so... They, you know, whether it was intentional or not, I felt guilty for having these questions and for doubting to the point that, like, once I went off to college, I was like, okay, I don't want to feel like this anymore. And I just left my faith behind me for multiple years because I didn't want to feel guilty anymore. And so that's sort of like the harmful and negative outcomes that can happen um, when we experience guilt as a result of doubt. Um, But it's important for us to sort of step back and say, doubt's not a bad thing. It's not something that we should feel guilty about, especially in relation to our faith and to our beliefs. And we see this in scripture, um, and we see it from a really unlikely source. Um, So John the Baptist expresses doubt over Jesus. Um, And so the story in Matthew 11, John is in prison, Um, And he is probably about to be executed. We don't know at this point in the story, but he's waiting for his probable execution. And part of the reason why he's going to be executed is because of his relationship with Jesus. And so as he's sitting there in his cell and he's, you know, just waiting out the days until he's um, likely to be killed, he starts to wonder if he got it wrong. And so he has one of his disciples... One of his followers come to the cell, and he says, 
Can you take a message to Jesus? Can you say, are you the one who is to come, the chosen one, or should we start looking for another? And so he's sitting in his cell and he's starting to wonder, okay, I'm about to die for Jesus and I would like to make sure that Jesus is the one I should be dying for. And so he starts to have sort of these doubts and these questions and, you know, wanting to like double and triple check that he made the right choices in his life. And this is John the Baptist who was ordained by God to proclaim the way of Jesus. This is John the Baptist who literally baptized Jesus and then the heavens opened up and God was like, this is my son. Like, if there was anyone that would have like definitive proof that like this is who Jesus was, it would probably be John the Baptist. And yet we see John the Baptist expressing some doubt and having some questions and wondering, am I getting this right? Did I make the right choices? Do I believe the right things? Like, This is who has doubt in this moment, is John the Baptist. And Jesus hears these questions from John the Baptist, and he replies by saying, Go back to John and report what you hear and see. Those who are blind recover their sight. Those who cannot walk are able to walk. Those with leprosy are cured. Those who are deaf hear. The dead are raised to life, and the poor have the good news preached to them. And he sends him back to John the Baptist. And what I really love about this response by Jesus is that there's no anger in Jesus. He's not rebuking John for doubting him. He's not mad or upset that John has this question and isn't just blindly believing. And the other thing is that he just doesn't simply say, okay, go back and tell John to like stop doubting. Or just go back to John and just say, like, trust me, believe in me because I say that this is who I am. What he actually does is say, all right, so like you are seeing and hearing all of these things of me, like doing these miraculous healings of me bringing the good news. So like here is hard proof that this is who I am and you can take that back to John. And I really love that because a lot of times we get these sort of messages um, in, in a lot of church or religious settings that we just have to like believe, like just like blind faith, trust in God, believe in God. And Jesus is actually like, actually take these really tangible examples back to John as proof that this is who I am. It wasn't just a blind faith thing. It was, here's some like evidence that you can present to him and then he can make his decision on whether he thinks I'm the one or not. Um, And I, I really like that because it's not just asking for blind faith and for, for sort of, um, belief without, any other sort of evidence or experience, Jesus is actually saying, yeah, you can actually take all of this. And another, this happens again, um, sort of in a similar way. It's after Jesus is resurrected and he encounters his disciples and they're terrified of him. They don't believe that it's him. They think he's like a ghost. You know, they're sort of just like wild and out because, you know, they watched this guy die three days ago and now he's here. And again, these are like his disciples, his closest followers, the people who were with him almost 24-7 during his ministry. And again, Jesus doesn't respond by getting angry or saying, how can you not know it's me? Like, I'm your best friend. Um, he, He holds his hands out and he says, look at the scars and touch me. Like, touch me so that you know that I'm real. So again, Jesus is not just saying, believe, have blind faith, he's trying to offer his disciples proof because Jesus knows that doubt is going to be a part of the human experience and a part of our faith in God and a part of our experience with Jesus. There is going to be doubt 
that takes part and is involved in that process. And so Jesus always responds to these moments of doubt with patience and with proof and with evidence and all sort of all these other things. And there's never these moments where Jesus is like, you just have to like, trust me. You know, he's, he's, he's actually like encouraging, you know, these questions and these doubts and saying, you know, here's evidence and here's ways in which I can try to prove to you that this is who I am. Um, and so if someone like John the Baptist can doubt and if some people like the disciples can doubt Jesus when they were living with him and experiencing him in real time, then why can't we also be ones who doubt sometimes our faith and who have questions? Um, and I think, honestly, that God wants us to doubt. I think God encourages us to sort of have questions and to have doubts. Um, and I think a, a lot about the, there's a passage in Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 2. And it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern and test the will of God. Figure out what is good and acceptable and perfect. And, you know, for me, this scripture is basically telling us that we are encouraged to question God because when we question, that's when we figure out what is true and what's not true. Um, Doubt, when it's disconnected from the guilt that we feel, leads us to growth. You know, if, if, um, if we have a question about something, we always try to find the answer, right? Like, if we have, if we're like, oh, I wonder how many points Kareem Abdul-Jabbar averaged in his NBA career. We're not just going to be like, I'll just believe something. You know, we, we like look it up. We Google it or we pull up the internet and we try to figure out because when we have questions, we seek answers. And the same thing's true of our faith that when we have these doubts and these questions, it shouldn't just be that we immediately put up a wall and say, nope, I'm not allowed to have these. I've got to just like believe and, and have faith. But We actually want to seek the answers because when we seek the answers, that's when we get a deeper understanding of God. That's when we get a deeper understanding of Scripture. It's when we get a deeper understanding of ourselves and of our faith. That these questions and these doubts um, are the spark that lead to a stronger faith and a deeper understanding of who God is. Because when we have these questions, we can then start to look up the answers. We can um, pray about it. We can read Scripture. We can read books. You know, we have all of these resources um, that are meant to be spaces in which we ask these questions and find these answers. And so, you know, my encouragement to you is to figure out what doubts you have. Because a lot of times when we have doubts, we can bury them or we can ignore them. And so it's important that we take time to sit with ourselves and say, actually, what kind of doubts and questions do I have about God or about Christianity or about this church or this community? Like, what are my questions and doubts? And figure, what the, figure out what they are and then move into a space of trying to find answers and to dig deeper and to deepen your faith and your sense of community and your sense of self by embracing um, the doubts that you have. And don't feel guilty about it because the guilt will only disconnect us further from the answers that we need and that we want. And it'll disconnect us from faith and from our communities um, if we decide that we are supposed to feel guilty about these doubts and questions rather than just having them. And um, I want to leave you with just one uh, little verse that... I think is helpful for us um, because, again, it's another piece of scripture that encourages us to um, 
sort of embrace our doubts. So there's a, a letter in the book of the Bible called Jude. Uh, it's really short. It's like it's only one chapter. So, um, uh, but in this in this letter in verse 22, um, it says, "Be merciful to those who have doubts." And I think about this a lot of times that we need to be merciful to those around us who have doubts, but also to ourselves, that when we experience these doubts and these questions, that we understand that we can have grace and compassion and patience for ourselves as we dig deeper into the, into the questions that we should be asking and that I think God is encouraging to us to ask. So um, as you move forward in the space of doubting and questioning, I would just remind you to be merciful to yourself as you experience those doubts. So will you please pray with me? Gracious and loving God, we are thankful that we have doubts and that we have questions because it means that we are people capable of thinking for ourselves and coming to the realization that you love us and that you are in our life, God. And so I pray that as we move into spaces of Realizing what our doubts are, that you be with us in those spaces, that you encourage us to explore, to ask questions, and to dig into our faith and into you, God, and into the words and the desires you have for us. And so we are grateful for your patience, your compassion, and your understanding as we move forward as people who seek deeper understandings of you. As we pray for all of these things in your holy name, amen.